else did I do and how in love you were? Then came kids, work, responsibilities, and laundry. Suddenly your marriage became the last thing on your priority list. Are you wanting more out of your marriage? We're Jeff and Mandy Rose. We want to show you how to design your perfect marriage. Join us on our challenges of adventure, commitment, faith, and yes, intimacy. We want to help you make your marriage more. So how's that sell that you're just chomping down? Oh, I'm tired. It was good other than you. It's 1243. I I know. You just interrupted my lunch, though. He has like an hour to do podcasts, and he just basically said, I got to put the salad aside, start recording. Now you're forbidding me of meals now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this marriage podcast come to? Oh, you just took kind of a long lunch is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, a girl needs a break. Hmm. That's all. That's all. <clears throat> Man, I could just keep going with this. But we'll just let it be for now. We'll yeah, let let's it be just for, let it be. Let's let it be. I'm going to finish that salad as soon as it's over. <laughs> awesome. Awesome sauce. The more important thing is that I'm eating a salad for lunch. This is right. a step in the right direction. Yeah, because we've just started our second 21-day fix challenge, right? Yeah. Day two? Mm-hmm. Two days in a row waking up? Oh, yes. And who was that first last two mornings? I'm surprised. For some reason, he's been like a rock star. Usually, I'm the one that gets up. But uh 5.15, he's like standing at the end of the bed like looking at me. And I'm like kind of awake and I'm like, what is that? Like we normally like start the workout at like six. We get up at like 545. So make sure that you're nice and warmed up. I mean, like you don't have to stare at me starting at 515. Like I'm good. I was just awake and ready to go this morning. (laughs) I noticed. Time to do it to it. Mm -hmm. Do it to it. Do it to it. Do it to it. So uh, we have a little special edition of the Marriage More podcast. We're it's actually not about salads. It's not about salads. It's not about sex, which, you know, that's probably the topic I always want to talk about. We could divert there for a while if we want. No. Or do you want to get back on point? Yeah, let's get on point. Okay. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Okay. Do you want to hit the microphone one more time? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious right now? <laughs> I'm so. trying to get it closer to me uh, so I can relax my back on this chair. That's what we do before we get started. We find your cover spot. <sighs> Just move on. Just moving on, moving on. So we do have a special thing. We're actually going to read a reader question, kind of like a reader story and a question all kind of tied up. And uh, we would love to hear more questions from you. You can obviously go to the blog, hit us up there. Or if you want to ask us on iTunes by leaving a comment and a review, we would be greatly appreciated. You can go to marriagemore.com slash iTunes or just go to iTunes and search for us. In iTunes, search for Marriage More. You'll see us on there. Leave a comment, have a question. We'll be happy to hook you up and just kind of give you a shout out on the podcast. So that's what we'll be doing today. And uh, if I think I recall this correctly, you're reading the question. Yeah, but you said you were going to make the font bigger because, see, I have to move my microphone again to be able to see that font. I mean, how old are you, woman? I know, but I don't have my glasses on. I'm kind of blind. Oh, let's see what we can do here. Let's see what we can do for her. You got to help me out. It's not, I don't know how to do it. Okay, well, I'll just move the microphone and get closer. How about that? Okay. This question and email came from Steph, and I'll just go ahead and read it. Hi, I have been following you guys for a while, and I love the new direction of your blog. My husband and I had a great talk last night. I have been thinking about this morning, and it came to me that maybe you guys could share some insight from personal experience or just useful help. Here's the thing. My husband is a dreamer, and he likes to think outside of the box. I prefer to stay in my comfort zone. Man, that sounds familiar. I have no idea what she's talking about. (laughs) In the past, we have not done a good job listening to each other. And so when certain topics or setting goals come up, we don't do a good job stopping and hearing what each other is feeling and has to say. 
We both just got mad at the other one for different things and formed bad communication patterns and resenting each other in return. You two are different, type A versus dreamer, and you have combated, combated that in your marriage, goal setting, direction of family, etc. We have been married eight years and are really wanting to put the past behind us and move forward in a joint direction. I appreciate any advice that you have. Yeah. Moving, moving the microphone again, just warning yeah, you. Yeah, okay. Just saying, <laughs> I mean, just really quick, based on my experience, like it sounds like your husband's right. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Go dreamer. <laughs> Dreamers always need that, that uh, back-to-earth person in their life. Go big, go home. No, no. You, just, you better just keep up. First of all, I would like to say that, yay, because that's I hear this from a lot of couples, and that's a really good place to be when one of you is a dreamer and one of you is like the realist because you are able to bring each other to that like medium ground. But what basically you're asking or what she's saying is like, how do we get to that medium ground? Like, how are we so different and how do we come to a compromise, right? Yeah, and I guess let's first by saying that we obviously weren't always there at all. I am notorious for coming up with idea after idea and letting my wife know about all of these ideas all the time, 24-7, to the point where, and a lot of times my ideas are not stuff that I want to do today or tomorrow. I might think that I want to do them today or tomorrow, but the reality, I'm more or less thinking, oh, this might be something to be cool like a year from now, two years from now, three years from now. But I feel the need, I'm compelled just because that's just how I'm wired to share those ideas with my wife. And it just would cause friction because I'll give you a prime example because I remember this. Before I ever hired an office manager, I remember saying to you, like, I need to hire somebody. And You should have said, in a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After that. I never quantified a time frame. But like in my mind, I knew that with me growing and with my practice growing, that eventually I would need a new person. You know, I would need a, a, a dedicated office manager. And But, you know, I, didn't, I wasn't going to hire somebody tomorrow. But my wife, all she heard was, we need to come up with an extra salary to pay somebody. Like, where's that going to come from? Right. You know, it's stressing like when she's thinking about the bills and what we're paying right now and all the expenses we currently have. Like, where is that going to come from? And I mean, that was just one example, because I remember that whenever she, I guess, I'll say fought back, but like was resistant to my idea of needing to hire somebody. I took offense because it was like, wait, do you don't think that I'm going to grow, that I'm not going to succeed, that I won't need to hire? Like, I mean, this is where it went. It was all about over something that wasn't going to happen like until like two or three years from that time. But this has like been our life for the last like 10 years, really. He's like the idea guy and I'm like the realist. Like I only live for like right now, like what's going on right now. I can't see like what's going to happen in one year, two years, five years. Like it's very hard for me to envision that. So I feel like that's, specific scenario is something that we've dealt with over and over and over again. And for me, I remember being at a conference, at a blog conference back in, I don't know, probably like three or or four years ago now. And I remember hearing John Acuff, he was giving a talk and it was more like a motivational thing, but he was referring to his wife and him and their relationship. And he said, she, Jenny, is the the hower and I'm the wower. And he went through like almost like 20 minutes of explaining like what that looked like and what that meant. And it was like that was the moment that we really started figuring out 
like how different we were and how we could make that work together. And so the how wow thing, I think, is a good way to explain it to people. You know, like you're the wower, I'm the hower. And figuring out how that works together is often very complicated. Yeah. And like I said, I think that was a huge breakthrough because there was always that friction. So like actually hearing it from someone else's perspective I think was helpful to you. And it was helpful to me too, because it was hard for me to comprehend how you couldn't see and get on board with all my big ideas. How can you not get excited about this? Like, this is, we're going places, baby. Come on, let's go. You know, like, <laughs> jump, on this train. jump on, let's go. We're going for a ride. I wanted a return ticket. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember that being like, I guess hearing it from just another individual that's another husband and wife that are almost identical like that was very helpful to you. And, and to me to also hear, you know, that was some of the beginning stages. I really think that part of it was just recognizing that. And it's something that I never did. Like I never knew that this was something that other people went through. Like I never realized that. Like I didn't know there was a label. Like I didn't know. It was like, you're the hower, I'm the wower. This is the thing. Like people do, this is not just me dealing with my husband who's crazy and has all these ideas. Like this is an actual thing that couples go through and suffer from. And like, so for me, the first thing was just recognizing that we weren't alone. Like that there are other couples that actually go through the same thing. Yeah. Um, and that there was kind of like a label to it, you know? Right. Now I think it, in, it started to get better and I, I contribute a lot to it. You know, I joined a coaching program that I'm a big fan of. I've drinking the Kool-Aid. I love it. But one of the things in that program that they require you to do is to take what's called the Colby Index, which is basically a personality test. And it's funny, even though like I, I knew that I'm a, a big dreamer and I knew that my wife was basically anti-big dreamer. <laughs> you know, anti. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like a little bit. <laughs> you're you're kind of making me out to be the total fun sucker. Uh, you know, I mean, so I, I'm the dreamer. And so one of the characteristics is that I'm a very high quick start, which basically means I'm the big idea guy, whereas my wife is not. You know, she is not a quick start. She is, a, is not the big idea But individual. let's also define quick start. Like big idea, quick start means like, you have all of these ideas and like in your mind, you think you want to do them all like right now. All day, every day. Yeah. Like I'm sure you've had like five ideas just in the first like 10 minutes of this podcast. The pluses of being a high quick start is like, man, I get a ton of great ideas. I mean, <laughs> these are amazing, and a amazing ton, a ideas. Ton of really crappy ones. Amazing ideas. The only downside is that, you know, sometimes reality timeline is not going to work out. And that's actually one thing that I was going to allude to, but I'll get there in a second. With the Colby Index, with me being a high quick start, I don't know what it was, but I finally realized, oh, yeah, okay, I get it. But they also, like, they gave us some warning signs, but if you're a high quick start, you just got to be careful because you're easily distracted because you, it's like the next shiny object. I always think of the movie Up, you know, with uh, the balloon movie, you know, like, mm-hmm. and there's that, uh, the, the talking or the dog that he's like talking, you know. And like he's talking, all of a sudden he sees a squirrel. He's like, squirrel. You know, he turns his head real quick, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's still you. Because that is me. Like being a high quick start, like I just, um, it's hard to keep my attention because I got ideas going all the time, easily distracted. And then also just the timeline of things, it's, it just, I recognize that I'm going to have a bunch of big ideas and I have to realize that I can't do them all. There has to be some sort of filtering method, which we also talked about, that would just help you. But so that was really eye-opening to me. And then I remember sharing this epiphany with my wife and her like telling me like, I've been telling you this for like the last two years. Yeah. Thank you very much. (laughs) But it finally like... I I hate being like, oh gosh, I was so right. (laughs) It finally sunk in. And so one of the things that we did in the beginning 
And this is actually our CPA of all people helped us out with this idea was we created, or for myself, it was called the big idea folder. So anytime I had some crazy big idea, I was not allowed to share those ideas with my wife until I put it in the big idea folder and I would review it, you know, maybe once a month, once a quarter. And if the idea was still good, you know, a month and now, three months from now, then at that point in time, I may present it. But most of the time it was like, oh yeah, that's a good idea, but I really don't have, I don't ever have the time. I'm never going to have the time to do that. You know, it's just not reality. Yeah. And I think kind of like what she's saying, it sounds like they're having the same issue of getting on the same page. But I remember just just that big idea folder was like so huge because before that folder, our marriage was very confrontational. Like every time he had a big idea, he was so excited about it. And when I wasn't excited about it, which it sounds like is what she's saying, like, you know, he has these ideas and she wouldn't be excited. And then you're immediately like resenting me because I'm basically crushing your bubble. I'm like, oh, this idea that you are so excited about. I'm just like taking the air right out of, you know, this balloon. And so it wasn't just about that. It was like it was causing problems in our marriage just in general because then you were resentful towards me and then that made you like not want to help me as much around the house and like we kind of gotten arguments about little things. I mean, so this like one area of our life really affected a lot of the arguments and communication issues that we had. So when we implemented this big idea folder, like when he said that in our CPA meeting that day about trying out the big idea folder, I was like, oh, and I can't even tell you just like what that one little thing, just starting that, how much it helped as far as like arguments. And I also had to realize that just for somebody who's like me, who is the hower and the more realist, I also had to realize that when he spoke of ideas and things that he didn't necessarily mean that this was going to be tomorrow or that this was something that we had to do right away. So I had to understand that he is a dreamer and that sometimes he just wants me to listen and he doesn't need me to be like, Oh, okay. So how are we going to pay for that? And how are we going to like make that work? And when are we going to have time for that? And who's going to lead that? And he just sometimes with wowers, they just want to be able to dream with you. And so instead of being that person that's like, no, that's not going to work. You just sometimes need to listen because it doesn't necessarily mean it's something they're even going to follow through with. Man, that's you. Honestly, I don't think you could have said that any better because the whole thing I was thinking about was by being a dreamer and having these ideas, it's to keep them like bottled up inside, like it just kills you, you know, because like you're so excited about it that you want to share it with somebody. Obviously, anytime I share it with you, it just it it was tough because I'm like, who am I going to talk to this about? You know, like you're my spouse, like you're there. You know, I want to talk about, I want to share it with you. But to the same token, like I had to be careful because I didn't want to like stress you out. So obviously, you could also preface this before you even blurt it out. Say, hey, this is one of my crazy ideas, you know, like and I even to this day, I'll say, oh, here's my quick start thinking, you know, or here's my quick start. And just kind of like to preface it like, hey, here's a crazy idea. Like, don't think I'm going to do this today or tomorrow. I just want to like just say it out loud, just see how crazy it is. And sometimes when it's really crazy, I'll be like, yeah, that should have probably just really went in the big idea folder. <laughs> I know? try not to like be real mean now, but I just be like, yeah, big idea folder, buddy. And then I know, and then I know, you know, and then, uh, then there we go. But uh, yeah, I mean, so like that has definitely helped us a lot. I mean, just recognizing how we are and just realizing that you're, you know, Steph, you, she want to be in your comfort zone. He's got ideas and that's great. Let him have ideas, you know, let him share with you. A couple of other points, so I think that would help out, especially for him, uh, just as I know this what's helped out for me, 
is ha- being goal driven. You know, I think la- on the last one, of the last podcast, I shared about how crazy I am about setting goals. This was in our what financially happy couples do different. I talked about goal setting there, and to have all these big ideas, like I mean, that's great and all, but if those ideas don't fit into what your long term and short term goals are, then they should just stay in the big idea folder. You know, I mean, there's not something you should be worth pursuing. And I mean, I, there's so many, oh man, I just had an idea the other day. Oh, here, somebody wants to take this one. I was when I dropped my kids off at pre-K and a guy made a comment about having a uh, hanitizer. You know, like there's hand no, sanitizer. I said that. You said that? Yeah, I know, because our kids call it hanitizer. Hanitizer. You know, so our kids, like, they love this hand sanitizer. And my littlest, he's always like, I need hanitizer, hanitizer. And hanitizer. That, the dad was like, you should totally patent that. Well, you probably didn't know this, but as we're walking from the bathroom to dropping our kids off in the classroom, like, I'm on my phone Googling hanitizer. Oh, my god. Because I want to see if somebody filed a trademark on it. Did they? I don't think so. I couldn't find anything. <laughs> so anyway, that could be you. So here I am, big idea. Like, oh, this is something I can capitalize on. Then I, I start thinking, like, when am I going to have time to do this? Two, how does that really fit into what my overarching, like, life goals are? It doesn't fit at all. You know, like, like, like coming up with a kid's hand sanitizer They call line. it hand sanitizer. Yeah. <laughs> it it's their own product. Right. But it, it could become the next Q-tip. It could, but it doesn't fit <laughs> into your goals. You know what I'm saying? It's a great idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's a great idea, babe. Han- Hanitizer, Hanitizer. Go ahead. And, you know what? If you go out there and you make millions, just give me a royalty. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> just give me a royalty, okay? Me, I'm the one that sold said Hanitizer. Yeah, but I'm the one that Googled it. Oh, geez. But yeah, so having goals, you know, making sure, and the way I do my goals, I got my long term goals, my one year goals, my three month goals, and then my weekly and daily goals. And whatever you're trying to accomplish, whatever this big idea is, you know, make sure that it fits. I think most importantly, too, like when you have those goals, like share those with your spouse so that, you know, they can be the voice of reason. Like when they hear Hanitizer <laughs> and they're, they're, I mean, my wife knows, like, how does that fit what you're trying to accomplish? You know, who you are and what you're trying to do and what your mission is like, it doesn't. So it's like she can politely Remind me. I love how you threw in politely. <laughs> See, I was really bad about being polite about it before, and that was the problem. So, yes, politely remind them that it doesn't fit into their, into their, <laughs> into their goals. I, but I tell you, goal setting is so, so important because especially for a big idea person that you're going to have ideas all the time. And, you know, if they don't fit with you, what you're trying to achieve and what your goals are, it's just a vicious circle of going down this path of wanting to do this big idea and realizing, oh, never mind. And it's just like, it's just like repeat, repeat and repeat, you know, and it's just, it's not fun. So now it's like when I come a big idea, it's easily, I can immediately whack a lot of them off the table just because I know they don't fit. Right. I was also going to say like when it comes to, because we deal with this really in every aspect of our life and even with family. So because he's the wower, like he loves to come up with these like crazy wow adventure ideas with the family. And I'm like a, I need a plan. I like to know like what we're doing, where we're going, a schedule. And he is like completely opposite. So I just feel like one huge thing that has helped us is that we've been able to compromise with that. And so he just, for example, like last summer, he wanted his big idea was he wanted to go on a two week RV trip. And initially I was like, no, that's a big idea that I definitely do not like. But I knew that if I would just, I guess compromise isn't the word I'm looking for, but I don't know how I'm going blank right now. But if I would just compromise and do something and go out of my comfort zone and do something that was one of his big ideas, like I just feel like that's something you have to be willing to do every once in a while when you're a hower. 
And it's hard because that was so out of my comfort zone. And it's, that can, it can be hard to actually do that, but it's important. It is important. You know, and the same, but the same token, like it was when I took you to the, uh, like Cinderella play, you know, like that was something that was out of my comfort zone, but it's something that I knew that you wanted. And that was my compromise of like, you know, sometimes it's like you go on the RV trip. Like, you know, I mean, that wasn't something you're crazy about. But let's just get something straight really quick. That RV trip was 15 straight days. You went to a play that lasted two hours. <laughs> Do, is there something wrong with this picture? We had to drive to St. Louis to go to that play though. Okay, that was I'm some travel time. That that's not the same, but. <laughs> oh, but wait till we do the four week RV trip though. Wait till the four week RV trip. You're going to love it. Oh. All right, so the, la- the final thing that I'll say is, and I've mentioned this a few times, we don't have the link yet where to go this, but I promise you'll be able to find it here soon. There's a tool that um, it's called the Marriage Impact Filter, and you could use this for any major marriage decision that you guys are going through, or you could also use it for the big idea person. And this is something that how I use this is that if I have a big idea that I'm pretty well certain, like it's made it through the big idea folder, I may have voiced it to my wife, and she actually is like, ah, you know, that's actually not horrible. I didn't shoot you down. Didn't, she didn't shoot me initially down. You know, I'll fill out this marriage impact filter. And it's just a one-page PDF that helps me clearly articulate what it is I'm trying to achieve. You know, what is the success criteria? So if I actually do this, you know, what am I hoping to accomplish? And what does that look like? And, you know, and what is the best result? And what is the worst result? Like if I take best result, if I take action, the worst result, if I don't take action. Like I said, you'll be able to download this for free. We'll have it on our, our site. But going through this 15 to 20 minute exercise, it will just help you. I clearly identify what you're trying to achieve and and what you're hoping to get out of it. But also, too, you can show this to your spouse so they can see like what you're thinking, you know, versus you just blurbing off a big idea and like expecting them to like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Like it's hard for them to be in your head and see what all the vision that you see. So if you can slow down, slow your roll, write it down, clearly show and articulate what you're trying to achieve, it's going to help you identify some missing things that you probably didn't think about. But also, too, you better show that to your spouse so they can see you know, what you're trying to accomplish as well. Yeah, I like it. I like it. You do? I know. I just liked that idea, yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> Mark it down. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, so there's so many different things. But I mean, once again, it goes back to communication. It goes back to, you know, not being initially offended or just feel let down when your spouse doesn't support you initially. But you have to put yourself in their place and help them realize kind of where you're at and what you're trying to accomplish. But, you know, if you can't even articulate what you're trying to do, then how do you expect them to really rally around the idea as well? You know, especially if you have a track record of having big idea after big idea after big idea, and you never really take action on any of those. I mean, there's a couple of things you've got to realize, but you know, the more that you can show them what it is and what you're all about, the easier it is for them to you know, want to support you. Yeah. I'm loving this question, Steph. So thank you so much for sending it in and letting us talk about this because this is something that we have dealt with, like I said, a lot in our marriage. And I hope that some of the things that we have shared have not only helped you, but have helped anyone that's listening. And so if you guys have any suggestions or things that you are struggling with or you would like guidance on, we would love if you would um, you know, send us an email, leave us a question or review on iTunes and let us know. We appreciate it. Until next time. This is your life. This is your marriage. And only you can make it more. <laughs>